welcome to the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I am Matt. And I'm Robin. Yay! Yes. Yeah, ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And we have a fabulous guest. Um, he's the Jovian. Uh, Jovian is that a word? Yeah. Jovial. 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 Yeah, jovial. Uh, jovial jubilant. Jonathan. <laughs> Yay! I got there. Hey. <laughs> I don't know how to sound jovial and jubilant. I, I don't know. I was thinking I was making up words then. I was like, are these words? I don't know. I'm going to go with it. Whatever. <laughs> so like, jovalent is a mix of jovial and jubilant. Yeah, it's like Maleficent <laughs> is like a mix of malice and malevolence. And Angelina Jolie. And Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's our guest, Jonathan Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> J. Jonah Jonathan. J. Jonah Jonathan Jameson, <laughs> J.K. Simmons Rowling. <laughs> Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> I'll take it. Awesome. <laughs> yep. So I Ow. have to ask you, Jonathan, what is, obviously you joined us for Daredevil, didn't you? No. Did you? No, no, you didn't. I was oh, say. oh, it started. <laughs> obviously, though, oh, you did. I'm, I'm you just, just don't remember. You gotta start this all over again. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Um, but what is your <laughs> knowledge of the character of Jessica Jones? Uh, coming into this, absolutely nothing, except for what I heard on the Defenders podcast. Yeah. So I, I knew nothing about this character at all coming into this show. Oh. I hope you were pleased by your knowledge of the character now. <laughs> uh, I am. I have really enjoyed this series, you guys. It has been uh, my favorite Marvel series or any Marvel uh, property so far. Nice. Ooh. That's cool. That's high praise. And have you seen the whole series? Uh, I have I have seen up to the episode we are talking about today. <gasps> I have kept myself unspoiled. Awesome. Oh my God. That, you and Heidi are so strong. <laughs> and that's, yeah, well, it's not going to last after this podcast. I'm <laughs> the rest of it. Aww. Yeah, same here. Left to binge, so, you know, it's same not here. Jessica Jones is your favorite right now, but you haven't come seen the upcoming series on The Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I know I mentioned the wiz- I know I mentioned the wizard last week, but I forgot to. I neglected to mention his origin story. Go on, Matt. The, it's amazing. The wizard is this guy who went to Africa and got bit by a cobra, and he got a transfusion of mongoose blood, and then he found that he has super speed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm pretty, sure that's, he's pretty sure that's all just scientific fact right there. <laughs> okay. Let's get Neil deGrasse Tyson on the line. Come on. <laughs> it's amazing. That might be like the best origin story ever. <laughs> oh, no, I got bit by a cobra. Quick, give me some mongoose blood. <laughs> now I should know. Why wasn't he called? Why didn't he call himself like the cobra? I mean, maybe he'll be mixed up with Cobra Commander. I don't super know. speed. So, but so do Cobras. I feel like if he was given mongoose blood, he should just have the ability to kill Cobras really well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, is he is he on the side of the Cobras or the mongoose? <laughs> mongoose. <laughs> like, because he's got both. Is he like Blade in that he's trapped between two worlds? Like two worlds. <laughs> Doesn't know where he belongs. I think we we uh, we should develop a new wizard um, series, Matt. We should, and his costume is yellow. <laughs> of course, well, he's got it's called the wizard, and his oh, oh. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, 
Right. Anyway, so I have a little bit of news for this week. Well, actually, well, only a little bit, really. Um, number one, the most exciting thing ever is Agent Carter's back. Yay! I'm very excited because I love the series Agent Carter. It's so much better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just looked up a picture of the wizard. Oh, no. <laughs> Does he have a little? Does he have a mongoose on his chest? W on his chest. I put it. I put the link in the Skype chat. Oh, little horns or something. (laughs) Okay, I'm changing the name of the podcast to Wizardcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm very excited that Agent Carter is back, and you took Agent Carter's thunder. The wizard stole her her thunder with his super speed. The wizard's Uh, like, hey guys, pay attention to me. So is (laughs) it? I'm the wizard. So is Agent Carter another mini series again, or is it a full series this time? It's, um, I think the first series was ten episodes, if I remember. Oh, no, was, was it eight four. episodes? No, I oh. think the first one was eight episodes, and this one's ten episodes. Oh. I think because they only they show it while Agents of Shield is on hiatus. Check your facts. Oh, I don't know. The more you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's I think it's ten episodes this time because they did a two two episodes the first week and that took us a fifth through the se- season, so it must be ten. And I rewatched season one recently, and I think it was eight episodes. Season one is eight episodes. Season two is six episodes. What? What? Then how would two? Ep- oh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, but it's... Shield comes back mid-February, and that's when Agent Carter ends. Ugh. I'd rather have Agent Carter than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I hate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah, but Agent, Agent Carter is awesome, and this time they're in L.A., and it's it's cool. And it's all, like, set in the 40s, and it's awesome. Um, can I just can I just say the dissenting view here? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I appreciate Agent Carter, too, but I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has actually did a pretty good job towards the end, uh, you know, this this past season. A pretty good so. job is not good enough. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, uh, Agent Carter is awesome. Uh, I found it, I found it really irritating in the first season. I was hoping to, I'm hoping to second see this better because I was really, I know it's the time period, but I'm really getting tired of the, uh, you know, how much nobody really appreciates Peggy. And, uh, you know, it's all like, it's like, uh, you have an awesome uh, character and she's stuck in Mad Men. <laughs> but that's what it was like at the time, Robin. Yeah, but it's not entertaining. Well, yeah, but I'd rather her just kick ass the all the truth, time. Robin. <laughs> yeah, so, I know, but know. I, I can, I got a lot of, I can do, I can watch documentaries about that. I can rewatch Mad Men. I want to see Agent Carter uh, kick butt and I want people to appreciate her. Okay, I think well, she does kick butt, and I think there are people who appreciate her. It's just not all of the cast, the other characters. I think I prefer Agent Carter though, just because it is more grounded, and Agents of Shield tends to go into more of the kind of fantastical cosmic stuff, and I just kind of zone out when that stuff happens, which we've <laughs> kind of established with why I like like Daredevil more than I like, say, someone like Thor. Like when people are going into space and stuff, I'm like, Ugh. right, yeah. yeah. I just want them running around the streets, like having fights and stuff. And also, it's like it's 1940s language, so it's adorable. It's like people going, "Hey, use your dirty schmuck." <laughs> that was my punching sound. I really hope they get more into like the the Black Widow stuff. That really was intriguing last uh, last season. Not saying it, it anything. Really last... yeah. Not saying. Yay! <laughs> um, in another piece of news, almost all of our guest spots for um, covering Daredevil season two have gone. They went super quick, so thanks, guys, for your interest. Um, I've got a couple of people who contacted us um, about guest spots who I just need to check dates with, but otherwise they're all gone. I will have a waiting list set up, so if anyone can't make their episode, then we will obviously contact you guys nearer the time. 
But yeah, they got snapped up super quick. Um, and Jonathan managed to get one. Hooray! Hooray! So IM, IMDb lists uh, 10, 10 episodes for Agent Carter going all the way through the 1st of March. Ha-ha, oh, yeah. Robin! Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, the app I was looking at apparently Justified. needs to be updated. I rule! <laughs> wait, wait, IMDb? <laughs> IMDb, yeah. They don't have episode titles for anything past episode 5, but they do have dates listed. Interesting. I was sure. I was sure it was a longer season, but yeah, it's still very short compared to obviously like your usual twenty-two episodes or whatever of Agents of Shield. Um, That's too many episodes. That's the problem with Agents of Shield. I I like Agents of Shield, Claire. I I still watch it, but I just like halfway through every uh, every season. I think wrap it up, guys. Let's. (laughs) I think ten is about perfect. Stretch them out, you know. We have to stretch out the story. It's just like any other stupid TV show. I think ten episodes is is kind of a perfect length because even with I think like the Netflix ones keep things super tight, but even with those, we still I still find that there is still a bit of padding. Whereas I think ten episodes, you can have a really taut story. I think that's kind of a good. I think like six episodes is too short. Ten episodes between eight and ten is kind of perfect. Yeah. So that's how long our Wizard TV series will be <laughs> when we create it. It deserves um, that much. Exactly. <laughs> so in the last piece of news, uh, yesterday Matt and I were lucky enough to interview Edward Rycourt, who is the writer yeah. of the uh, Jessica Jones episode, aka "You're a Winner." It was awesome. He <laughs> was he was so lovely. He was really really generous with his time. Um, we chatted loads about the writing process for Jessica Jones. He gave us some insights into the development of the show, um, little how he sort of got to work for Marvel, because he was the only writer for Jessica Jones who hadn't worked as part of Melissa Rosenberg, who's the showrunner. He was the only one who hadn't worked as part of her team before, so he was the one that came in ex- from externally, and he tells us all about that. Um, yeah, and he was a really cool guy. We even got to find out where the names of the two dogs came from, uh, Kruger and Myers. So that was cool because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully that will be up in the next few days. But big thanks to him because he was a, a really awesome guest to have on. Awesome. So keep, keep your ears out for that. <laughs> I guess you probably probably already did. We already post it by then by this episode. Uh, I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> Whatever you send me first, I'll post. <laughs> uh, it depends what order Robin wants to post them in. Hmm. I'm going to take a poll. <laughs> Everyone vote. Tell, tell Robin what you think. Okay. So this week we are discussing episode ten, which is called AKA One Thousand Cuts. Um, written AKA by, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> written by Dana Barata and Micah Schraft, um, and directed by Rosemary Rodriguez. So, should we get into it, guys? Should we get into it? Yes. Well, we start where we left off with with barefooted Kilgrave running down the stairs. Um, Hogarth's making her escape as well, and he manages to get her to uh, let him in her car and tells him, uh, tells her to take him to a doctor that she trusts. So at this point, were you guys like, oh, I didn't know what's going on? Yeah, I I immediately said, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I was like, I hope Jerry gets what she deserves. I think at this point, I was like, you dare hurt Calamity Jane. You dare. (laughs) (laughs) I love when uh, Jessica comes out of the building after them and they they do a whole like Michael Bay shit just got real camera move around her. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> they needed like some like really dramatic music. It was kind of nice that we had that moment following on, you know, directly from last week where we know exactly what she's thinking. Um, so then we go into the vault and Albert is unconscious. Louise is dead and Trish is desperately trying to force a bullet into her head and crying. It's so disturbing. Mm. This is like, sad. yeah. And like, she's just trying to like force it in her head. Like, Oh, it's like terrible. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then Jess stops her by putting the bullet in her mouth and which calms her down. Clever. I wouldn't have thought of that. I would be like, oh. I'd be like, uh, I'm going to tie you hang- down. I'm yeah. tie you down <laughs> I would have just handcuffed her to like the radiator or something. Be like, oh. <laughs> see you in 12 hours. <laughs> Put it up her nose. <laughs> oh, yeah, she could have done that. Imagine she just stuck it up her nose. <laughs> um, really stuffy. Yeah, that's a... Mm. Uh, and also, like, oh, and, she, and, she even, oh, like, bites Jessica when Jessica's trying to stop her. She, like, probably bites her. I was like, oh, yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that now we're in a new episode. Albert is now sitting properly, so his head is not actually in the water. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can they, tell they, they just, like, <laughs> yeah, they set up for a new scene. They're like, well, we can't have Albert's face down in the water. So. No. <laughs> he's bad. sitting against the wall. <laughs> I think you're meant to sort of wonder if he's dead, maybe, but, you know. Um and Jessica finds that someone cut the fail safe wire. I say someone, we're obviously like, oh yeah, it was Hogarth. Even like Jessica's like, yeah, it was Hogarth. Yeah. So, so what was her plan doing that? Why did she do that? And I don't remember, did they show that the last episode? Or no, did they didn't show it? show it. They just showed when Jessica pressed the button, it was like sparking and stuff. And we were like, oh, why is it broken? I was like, oh, don't know. Yeah, we were talking a little bit. It was like, oh, it's probably faulty wiring. You know, that place is old. And, you know, nobody actually said somebody cut it. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe I missed something last episode. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember seeing her cut it. There was a bit where she, I think, turned off the camera while she was with Kilgrave and then said something like, let's talk, you know, Yeah. they were going to discuss stuff. But I think the plan was just that he would force Wendy to sign the divorce papers and she would let him go. But yeah. Hogarth didn't know sort of how bad Kilgrave was because at this point she didn't, you know, really know for sure that he had powers. And that's why in the car she's kind of freaking out going, oh, I didn't think you, you know, how could you let's say your own mother and all this kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that was just her plan. But, you know, she, yeah, she gets what's coming to her in this episode. Yeah. She has a habit. She has a habit of overestimating her own abilities too, and oh, she does. <clears throat> assuming that that she can't, she can handle any situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just thinks she can get away with anything. Like you know, even like with the way she treats Wendy, she just thinks like she can get away with taking Pam to like the restaurant where she proposed to Wendy, and it's like that's horrible. You know, I, I guess she got away with it for so long that you know it became kind of a habit. Yeah. You know? She was just like, yeah, if I, I've been getting away with it for this long that, you know, it, I, it's never going to come back to bite me in the ass, you know. It's what I'm I do. Yeah. And never did. <laughs> oh, I mean, wait. <laughs> it did bite her in the ass. It maybe, like, slashed her 29 times across her body. Yeah. Um, so... So Albert wakes up and is crying over Louise and then attempts to cut his heart out again. So they tape his hands behind his back. I don't know why I found this really funny. <laughs> like later on when he's, I mean, it's so disturbing, but like later on when he's like looking at the knife yeah. and like still, I, I don't know. I could not stop laughing. And the bit where like he corrects Jessica and Jessica's like, oh, you know, because you want to stab yourself. And he's like, no, 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 cut my heart out. And she's like, yeah, cheers for that. Like, I don't know. I just found it hilarious. 
I'm clearly very disturbed as well. Sorry. Uh, so Jessica leaves to go and find Kilgrave and tells Trish that Kilgrave can't control her anymore and she's free. And I drew a little heart in my notes. She's free. Yay. So Kilgrave and Hogarth arrive at Wendy's. Um, Wendy's obviously really angry, but Kilgrave commands her to, to fix him up. And then we get confirmation that the plan was for Kilgrave to force Wendy to sign the papers. Well done, Hogarth. Well done. So, I still don't understand how she she cut the wire, but why and like what was her exact plan with cutting the wire? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm guessing just in terms of releasing him somehow, because. I don't know. I don't know because yeah. she must have like when they were putting putting um, when Jessica was like letting his parents in there. I don't know. And obviously Jessica's still there, so she's going to be able to stop Kilgrave from escaping anyway. So I yeah. honestly don't know what she was thinking. Hmm. Um, I think she just completely underestimated Kilgrave and overestimated her herself, like Mel was saying, and it's just got out of hand very very quickly. Um, yeah, because you're like, did she did she do this all? Did she cut the wire to somehow predict that he's going to get out as a result? Or, but if so, like that she would be doing that in order to get him to uh, get Wendy to sign the divorce papers. Well, I'm guessing and, she thought if she helped him escape, like because he says, oh, he still, you know, he still says, oh, I I promise, you know, to still help you know and get yeah. wendy to sign the papers unless i change my mind so he mm-hmm. sort of promised that he would but he's not as honorable as say in a in a weird way the kingpin you know <laughs> if he promises something he's going to do it but he's still like oh yeah i said i would so i will so i guess the plan was he was going to escape and then go with her yeah but why to... was she running away why was she pointing a gun at him maybe she like thought well, when she she escaped end. i think she felt differently because like she underestimated him and saw him kill his yeah. own mum and was like stay away from me she only like took him because he he commanded her to take him to someone she trusts and then i think she chose wendy she could have taken him to any doctor because she must have her own personal physician who she would trust but she chose to take him to wendy because she's still thinking about the divorce papers he says to her oh it's interesting that you took me to the woman you shat on yeah so but she is a doctor and it's someone she trusts so yeah, you know, she is ex- following his orders. It's been funny. It's like she, some people can just like mindlessly follow orders, but then some. It seems like Hogarth can twist it. To... I don't. Yeah, I don't see how she could trust her. What part? Like, what? What have we? She's seen a good that... doctor. She's a good he doctor. Trust her and... as a good doctor. Yeah. Well, that's not what Hogarth, he said. He say, but give, for, Hog- give... for Hogarth, trust is control. So she thinks she can. She's been trying to control her all this time. She still thinks she can. <laughs> Failing though. I don't know. Which well, she thinks yeah. she can probably because she has Kilgrave with her. And I think she's still overconfident and thinks that she can get him to force Wendy to sign these papers. And I think I don't think she's like going against what, what Kilgrave commanded because he just said, take me to a doctor, someone you trust. But he doesn't say necessarily Wendy. So I think it is her choice in the end to go to Wendy because that's why he, he comments on it and says, oh, it's interesting that you brought me to her. So she could have taken him to any doctor that she trusts. It didn't have to be Wendy, but she chose Wendy, which is why she's completely culpable in terms of um, of killing Wendy and what happens to Pam, I think. Yeah, but it's like, was the culpability just because she cut the wire or was it because like she consciously brought... Uh, it was both. Yeah. You know, she wouldn't have... Um, you know, the fact that she cut the wire because Kilgrave agreed to 
force Wendy to do the divorce papers, I think shows how far she's willing to go and to let this guy, or even if she doesn't know, even if she doesn't know how powerful he is, he's a, he's a guy that's wanted at least for questioning. And he's a guy that has broken some laws um, and definitely, you know, even is wanted for questioning and stuff. So she's still gone pretty far in doing that. So I think it just shows that she just has, she's just out for herself. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Um, So then Jessica tells Trish to take Albert to his motel room and Albert says that he and Louise were looking for a vaccine for the virus that Kevin emits. And then I've drawn a little <sighs> face. Um, Jessica might be the missing ingredient. Trish will be Albert's hands to create the vaccine, obviously, because he can't have his hands untaped. And then Trish and Albert leave. Uh, and then Jessica and Clemens both say that they're aware that it was Hogarth that cut the wire. So what did you guys think about the introduction of like the vaccine story? And now the Metachlorians have arrived. This is <laughs> such nonsense. <laughs> like first it's like, okay, it's exactly 12 hours. And oh man, that gets brought up later in the episode. <laughs> but then, then it's like, but it's a virus, you know, and oh, nonsense. It's weird how it's exactly 12 hours. So it, yeah. Like, yeah. it, follow, it follows like. Man, man-made concepts of time. Yeah, that was the first time we'd ever heard about that. Like, but I mean, is it a man-made virus? Like, because then it well, yeah, might his make parents sense made that it. way. But yeah. I mean, I, I I doubt they. I thought it was a mistake, though. I, I doubt they designed it's it. It's a virus with a watch on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, my nose is really stuffed, but I know in about eight hours it's going to clear up. The twelve yeah. hours thing. Was, exactly eight hours. <laughs> I the twelve hours thing, particularly when it got to the seconds later, as in eighteen seconds. Yeah. I was like, like, oh, that's my biggest issue with the entire series because. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to say they shouldn't be able to, to time. the. T- it should be like approximately 12 hours. But it shouldn't be that, you know, when the clock strikes, tw- you know, 12 hours, then it's it no longer works. I think, you know, fine, approximately 12 hours. OK, I can I can deal with that. But the 12 hour thing, I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> should have had like a timer at the bottom of the screen, kind of like the TV show 24. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so was, like with the mid, like saying about the midichlorian things, I don't think it's a fair comparison to that because I think they've tried to make it a, uh, they've tried to give a a reason for how he's able to to do this that's more grounded than just oh it's kind of magic. Whereas that's kind of what they did in Star Wars, and they went well, it's not magic at all. This whole thing you've been told is magic is actually blood, and it's like, mm. but the thing with the virus is. Um, I wish that they'd gone into the fact, like, because at this point in this episode, it seems like he, Albert sort of says to Jessica, oh, you might be the missing ingredient just because she's immune. And then we think maybe she's immune because she has managed to break free of his control. Yeah. But I wish it was more linked to the fact that Jessica is super powered herself. So she's the only one, you know, because of she has abilities herself. And that is why it's something to do with the fact that she's immune. If you know what I mean, it's... <laughs> She wasn't always immune, though, and she always had her superpowers, so... Yeah, yeah. It, it may, maybe it's just that it took her longer to develop that immunity. I don't know, like, I, I, it's just a bit... 
no pun intended, foggy the way that they describe it. So how did they, I don't know if you can tell me, but how did they handle this in the comics? Like, did they ever explain? He's a mutant he got... in the comics, isn't he? No, he's, he, I don't think he's a mutant. I think it was like, a, it was like Cold War experimentation. And it's oh. in the comics, it's something to do with pheromones that he yeah. exhibits. Oh, but well, I know, I don't know exactly like I... how it works. Cause obviously in the show, it's all verbal. Like if you hear him, then that's what affects it. But I know in like the comics, Daredevil isn't as affected by Purple Man's powers because Daredevil's blind, but he's still affected. But then he also one like able is able to defeat him at one point by throwing a chemically treated sheet over him. Which I mean, we're talking about like like 1964 wacky Marvel logic here. You know, I don't know how that would work, but it's more to do with them saying, "Oh, it's pheromones, and pheromones can you know mean anything." Just like in the comics, radiation can give you anything. <laughs> you know, I, like the, I think I like the idea of pheromones better than oh, it's a virus. Yeah, pheromones. I think. Because pheromones are more about, you know, you hear about the whole things with pheromones in terms of attraction. And so it kind of makes sense in that you have this kind of more seductive power over someone. Because a virus, like, how do you... How do you transfer a virus by giving someone orders? Like you don't, you know? What yeah, I mean? it's 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 unless it's like you know the virus is the thing that makes them suggestive. It was weird because in the Easter eggs for this week, I didn't actually write it down because it's not really an Easter egg. It's just a sort of theory. They were um, someone was saying that they compared the character of Kilgrave to like Dracula, and that he's Dracula and and everyone else is like the meaner Harkers. You know, he's got this power. Of, of just control over people and because it's like a virus it's almost like the blood virus that is vampirism and they pointed out the fact that like Trish bites Jessica and stuff which I think is like a real stretch but it's it's that kind of it's interesting mesmerizing power but with that I think you didn't have to make it a a virus I think you could have had it more that he's just this guy that is very good at He's, he's like a, a Darren Brown, you know, like, or not a Darren, I don't know if you guys know who Darren Brown is. He's, he's more a guy that maybe has enhanced abilities to control people, but is just very good at, at manipulating and mesmerizing people. There's, yeah. a, there's actually a character in, um, in Agent Carter, um, this isn't really any major spoilers, in, in season one, who has the power to kind of control people, but they do it a very different way in terms of that he's more of a hypnotist. They could have done something like that, but um, I think they had point. to... Oh, it's a ring, isn't it? Um, ring, ring, that's right. Yeah, so I think there's other ways they could have done it. Um, if, if I may, I have the what what it's like in the comics written down here. Sure. Um, uh, it says, The purple man's body has been altered to produce chemical pheromones, which, when inhaled or absorbed through the skin, allow Kilgrave to control others' actions by verbal suggestions. The effects only last as long as he is physically present and somehow keyed to his voice and speech patterns. When he departs, the level of pheromones is reduced within the victims at various rates depending on their metabolisms, and then the victims regain uh, full cognizance of self. Mm. So so it's like, it's like, I think they really wanted to like get some rules down in the show to make it work rather than, but it, you know, so it makes sense in that world why Jessica can suddenly refuse because her metabolism might run a little faster. Yeah. Being super strength and all. So yeah. he's way more powerful in this show than he is in the comics then. Because he can tell people to do things and then go away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Can't as long as it's within that 12 hours, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's like super powerful in the, you know, in the show, well, particularly the not even just like we said in previous episodes, obviously not in physical strength himself, but the fact that they sort of try everything they can to stop him. So even that time where they like kidnap him, he's got he's got like his power allows him to have almost unlimited wealth, which means he has all these bodyguards that, you know, haven't yeah. been controlled and all this. Um, so in terms of that, I think they've made him a lot more powerful. Well, I don't know. I, there's another thing here where um, it says, uh, and, and and this is, I was wondering about this when Jessica was having the dreams about his or her brother, whether this was happening or not, but Purple Man's abilities uh, not only are limited to controlling physical actions, but some of their cognitive functions um, and uh, it make you, uh, can make you ex- uh, experience visual hallucinations mm-hmm. as he commands. So. Yeah, because he um, uh, they go into that in the in the Alias comics a bit more. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give too many details away. No, but no, they sorry. definitely do that in the comics. Um, and I mean, there's even things like in the the recent Mark Wade run. It's kind of hinted that he is even able to control himself. So if he gets injured, he can almost he has like uh, almost an enhanced healing ability because if he like breaks his arm, he can just go my you know my arm is my arm is healing or my arm doesn't hurt and he's able to stop feeling the pain. Um, so headache gone. Yeah. You know, yes. you know, which is like really creepy. And there's, um, there's a, cause he's involved in quite a major accident in that run and he just kind of carries on. And there's like a great description of him, him walking and dead. I can hear him walking. And he says, he's just almost like a scarecrow made of, of bone and meat, you know, cause he can hear all, like, like he's just a sack of meat. Cause all his bones are broken. It's, really um like a, a really cool description that they do but that's kind of really creepy that you almost couldn't even stop him in terms of like beating him up because he can even get over that using his powers i think that's makes him even creepier i don't uh, like it you don't like what <laughs> I, I don't like the idea of him walking around with all of his bones broken i know it's just like a uh, it's just horrible i'll try and find the description like the, the panel i'll put it in the in the facebook group yeah, it's creepy. And it's even creepier that he has lots of little creepy children as well. Ah. Children are creepy enough as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so in the next scene, um, Kilgrave and Wendy are moaning to each other about relationships. Which is kind of <laughs> I hilarious. love that they're like... <laughs> so hilarious. They're like bonding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, Jessica's even worse. I mean, I did this for her and she's so ungrateful. And it's, oh, it's so funny. It's like, so you're like, I'm laughing, even though I know what's about to happen in the scene. And I'm still laughing because, oh, it's just great. And this is when we get the title. Who's going to say it? Has anyone got it? Mel gave herself a ding earlier. Ding, ding, oh. ding. Well, Wendy, Wendy says, Mel, you can say it. Wendy says, how do you avenge death by a... Thousand cards. Yay! Mel gets the bell this week up since a, you guys uh, were complaining last week. <laughs> opening up a peppermint in front of their microphone. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I mean, nope. That might have been me. I thought I had my <laughs> microphone muted. Oh, Jonathan. <laughs> how dare sorry. you taunt us with your peppermint? So, it was... It it's was actually, <laughs> It's actually just a cough drop. I'm sorry. It was. It was. It went along with the bell, though. It was a celebratory, <laughs> <laughs> a celebra- celebratory crackle. He had Christmas crackers over there. <laughs> yeah. So Kilgrave is still maintaining that he treated Jessica better than anyone else ever has, and this is when Hogarth we, does the reveal to him that Hope was pregnant. Jessica and she helped abort it, and then Hogarth kept the remains to see if his power could be replicated. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and Wendy nice. is disgusted. 
Yeah, yep. the first uh, the first uh, person to tell Jerry how disgusting she is, <laughs> and this is exa- this is right where Jerry seals her fate right here. Like <laughs> like Kilgrave seems to be like ah, and then he's I'm thick I'm thick and he's just like I'm gonna fucking kill that bitch. <laughs> Killed my aborted my kid and then t- uh, tried to take my power. Nope, you're dead. Yeah, and then where's my kid now? Like she says, yeah. oh, it's in cold storage in Hammond Labs, and it's just like oh, it's horrible. Why does he care? He's probably had tons of kids over the years. Well, in the comics, I hate saying that. I know, you've brought it up before. In the Dead of a One, he he wants unconditional love from something because he never gets that. Like he said in a previous episode, do you know how hard it is? You know, and he's he's defending himself to Jessica and he's like, I never know if people are saying yes because I'm telling them to. And he thinks, you know, I don't know if that's the reason here, but there is the kind of that thing that it could be it in that it's someone that could maybe have loved him unconditionally but also i mean he's 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 a complete narcissist you know it's yeah. it's part of him it's his power yeah yeah exactly so i think it's it's kind of a mix of those things he could just walk around for the rest of his life with a chemically treated sheet over him <laughs> it was so tempting when um i was at comic-con uh dressed as jessica jones with um with uh, my friend vicky who was dressed as the purple man and um, I just wanted to like be throwing chemical like sheets over her all day for photo opportunities. <laughs> and a friend of ours, Dave, was dressed as Daredevil at the time, and I was like, "I need a photo of you throwing a sheet over Vicky and <laughs> leading her away in handcuffs." <laughs> You're gonna need to find that panel too, Claire. <laughs> oh, I will. It's uh, I don't have that exact so issue, but I will try and find it online. Yeah, I really want that issue. It's issue number four, I believe, <laughs> volume one. I am a nerd. Probably worth more now. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So um, then Jessica rings uh, Hogarth and Kilgrave's listening and he tells her to find out where Albert is. And Hogarth says, oh, I'm totally at home. Lies, lies, lies. And Jessica says, oh, yeah, Albert's gone with Kilgrave. Lies, lies, lies. <laughs> um, but uh, Jessica's clearly aware that Hogarth is lying and it's confirmed when she hears Wendy in the background. And this is when things go crazy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So Pam obviously turns up, is trying to get in the house. Kilgrave runs, but first tells Wendy to get her revenge of a thousand cuts on Hogarth, and Wendy attacks Hogarth. I the way he worded it, I thought it could have been taken as like give yourself a thousand cuts, or yeah, yeah, because she sa- he says you want death by a thousand cuts, do it. No, so... she says how do earlier on she says how do you get revenge for death by a thousand cuts? So it was already. Right. I mean, that's you can act, if you watch it, you can actually kind of see him get the idea. Then he's like, oh, so she obviously wants revenge on Hogarth. So that's why he's like, you want death by a thousand cuts, but it's obviously she wants death. Yeah, and I was actually analyzing that quote, like, because because uh, I was like, wow, is, like Wendy's like, let's let's do this now. I'm gonna kill you, really. And and I'm like, but this just doesn't this doesn't make sense with Wendy's character. Like you would see that some, she ch- be trying to resist it, but he actually says you want death by a thousand mm-hmm. cuts to it. So it, it, it made her like completely forget, you know, that her moral side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just goes crazy. I mean, and it's, 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 she gets up to 29 cuts. Um, I think 29 or 30 before Pam, um, comes in and stops her. But, Oh, it's just horrible. Just like just all those cuts. And can you imagine if it was a thousand? There just wouldn't be anything left. It's oh, it's horrible. Yeah. How did Pam know Jerry was there? Yeah, yeah. How come Pam shows up? That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> um, I think she says because she was uh, she was she says later that she was worried that they were arguing or something. So I think maybe it's because she was trying to get yeah. hold of Jerry and there was no answer. That maybe she went to 
to Wendy's to see if she was there and probably saw Jerry's car outside. That's the only thing I can imagine. It's kind of random that she'd be there considering they now hate each other. She didn't arrive with Jessica Jones, did she? No, Jessica arrived just after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jessica. And, uh,. Poor Wendy got uh, lost. Hi- lost highway. Yeah, that's what I. <laughs> well, we should say just before, um, just before that scene, we have the oh, scene yeah. with uh, Simmons and Clemens. First, Clemens, right? The worst. Simpson. Did you say? Worst. I hated. Simpson is hated the foggy of Jessica Jones. Oh, he's the worst. I hate him. I Why want do you him hate to this Well, tell us. He needs to. He needs to die by a thousand cuts. <laughs> what was the point in killing the, the in killing this guy? Well, we wanted to give somebody the Ben Yurick Award this season, so uh, that one went to De- Detective Clemens. Uh, I like Detective Good Clemens. job finally coming to the hero's side and then immediately getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think hey, uh, I think so the reason he, he murdered him was because, I mean, Clemens can clearly tell, oh, there's something up with this guy, like, this guy's not right. Because he, like, pulls a gun on him and stuff, and, he, you know... Even when he's like offering, like Simmons holds. I keep calling him Simmons. Simpson holds his gun What's out that? to Clemens to take, and Clemens is kind of looking at him like, uh, "No, you're okay, buddy." You know, and I think that's just why he kills him because he doesn't want any witnesses to. No, because it, it it doesn't make sense this this scene because obviously he doesn't trust him, but then he's like, "Well, yeah, but I, I called Trish and she trusts me, so give me this information." And then he tells him the information, even though he doesn't trust him and he's obviously a crazy man and it just doesn't make sense because if trish had trusted him enough to call him then Mm -hmm. why wouldn't trish also tell him where she was going um you know it's stupid i guess maybe i don't know i guess maybe he's saying that trish called before trish knew where the motel was because they only knew where the motel was when trish and Albert left, and Jessica said where the motel is. But also, as to why give him him the information if he just pulled a gun. Yeah, the only thing I can think is from from Clemens, the only thing I can think is from Clemens' mind is that he thinks, oh, this guy's a bit off, but like Simpson says, oh, ever since Kilgrave, I've been like paranoid and stuff, and Clemens might be like, oh, okay, it's affected this guy, but he's still an officer of the law, so maybe he still gives him that, which is still, like, we, I mean, you shouldn't, because... Simpson is obviously crazy <laughs> so but that's yeah. the only reason I could think looking at it from Clemens point of view those pills have made him bipolar <laughs> oh, he's yeah, uh, just he goes up and down like maniac um but are they going to kill a black man in every ser- in Netflix series? <laughs> yes. In Luke Cage, this, they're going to kill yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah, this doesn't I'm bode sure. well for Luke Cage in his own series. <laughs> yeah, like, they even killed his wife. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> it was funny. Oh. I was watching something the other day. I can't remember what it was. And the Clemens lady. was in it. And I was like, oh, it's Clemens. Yay. <laughs> the next to go is that lady from that uh, support group. Oh, oh Emma. I thought Malcolm would be next. <laughs> and Malcolm. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no. It's um. Oh, we haven't gotten to that stuff. Okay, this yeah. episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so with the um, uh, with the scene as well with Simpson and Clemens, the fact that Simpson is still so adamant that that Kilgrave can't be put on trial and he has to be killed. Um, we get a good quote which I'll, I'll kind of say later, but um, you can see as well that Simmons, Simon, <laughs> Simpson, not Simmons, fits, Claire. Fitz and Simmons show Fitz up. And, I know. I'm thinking of Fitz and Sim- Oh man, it's because it's Clement Simpson. Um, Simpson still cares about Trish. Like the whole way through this episode, he's like, how's Trish? Is she hurt? Is she hurt? And then when he hurts her later, he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Which I think is quite interesting that he's still, I mean, he's, he's like crazy by this point, but he still obviously really deeply cares about her. 
which I think it makes him even more dangerous. Um, were you surprised when he just like shot Clemens in the head immediately? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I was like, you idiot, leave the show already. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get it. I just don't get what they were doing. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on with this character or why they decided to work it this way because he went from officer and then guy with military background that doesn't work for the police department anymore because, you know, he's off duty or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, they bring in this pills thing in the last episode, and now he's a homicidal maniac. I mean, I understand this is a character that exists in the comics, but to me, he's just Will Simpson. And I think he was uh, a homicidal like a- maniac before the pills. Because even before the but pills, he was, he was like, Kilgrave's got to die. We can't we can't bring him in. We can't bring him in. But he had, very- he had good reasons. Well, I mean, I, I mean, there's still people that think that Kilgrave can't be brought to justice, that he should die. Simpson's not yeah. the only one. It's that Jessica won't kill him because of hope, which is what we see later. But I think the pills have just exasperated the situation even more. Um, and they just got introduced what? like the last episode. It was like, what? <laughs> What's going on here? And, oh. you know, a lot of Marvel maniacs might be like, oh, yeah, this character. Right. But to me, to me, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Um, I, I think there's like unless you were a big Daredevil fan, I think people wouldn't know who this character is anyway because he's so minor and he's mainly yeah. only known for the one, the one story. Um, the one of the things I like about this scene is when we see him walking away from the fire and we get that silhouette of him. <laughs> That was in the trailers and like very, very quick shot where it's just silhouette. And a lot of people assumed it was Kilgrave. They're like, oh, it's Kilgrave. Oh, so Kilgrave oh. sets on fire. They, they never obviously showed that it was this character because then it would have been revealed that he's some kind of villain or he's a bigger part than people thought, which was quite a cool reveal because I, like everyone else, was like, oh, yeah, it's Kilgrave. He obviously does something. Um, did you guys see the little um, other little nod that I mentioned last week to the character of Nuke in this scene as well? I don't know the character, so I don't know. Uh, well, in the comics, he has his face tattooed with the American flag. Yes. And they haven't got his face tattooed with the American flag, but he has the American flag on his lighter that he sets the fire with. Yeah. He has like didn't a little even, I didn't notice. I didn't see it. It's super quick. It's like a little nod to it, though. But it's mm. very, very quick. I, th- I think he should get his face tattooed with the American flag. <laughs> He's crazy enough to do it now. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Yep. So, um, Wendy is still attacking Hogarth while the doorbell still rings. Um, and then suddenly Pam hits Wendy over the head with a, I don't know what it is. It looked like a pepper, <laughs> pepper grinder. Maybe it was, I think it might have been a pot of some some kind. A bowling pin? I don't know what Maybe. it was. And this is good, though, because, you know, every TV show, you know, I mean, gosh, Buffy, how many times could Giles get, Giles get knocked over the head and then just get up later? This is a good lesson for the kids. Don't bash people over the head with heavy things. You might just actually murder them. Also near a glass table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Matt, you said that she gets lost highway. Um, tell us what you mean by that. <laughs> Uh, her head goes into the corner of a like coffee table. That happens in Lost Highway, guy. I don't even remember that. No. No. Isn't it while they're Just watching Corn of Marilyn Manson in the background as well? Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> happens? I can't, don't even remember who dies. I can't, I can't remember. Who dies? It's, it's um. Oh, I can't remember some that, the actor's ball. name. Yeah, I can't remember the actor's name. Um, but I can't even remember how he falls there. I think they're having a fight or something and someone pushes him and he, yeah, his head goes into, but it's like in the yeah. corner, not the side rather than yeah. the side in this, in this case. And I cried cause I was like, Oh, Wendy. You did. Also I guys don't, don't have glass coffee tables. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had one of those don't before. Do it. I was always nervous about it. it. It's yeah. It's just scary. 
It's not. There's no reason. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks pretty. <laughs> it's you funny have, if you like, have like a nice cats. little upholstery thing, table thing to put stuff well, on. Those tables are usually funny if you have cats, though, because you, if you go underneath the table, the cats' butts kind of look funny. <laughs> you can see like their little belly button butts. <laughs> yeah. Matt, look up some pictures of that and send them to. <laughs> cats are sitting on tables or laying on tables, Cat and you butts. Can, it's oh. all flat and funny. Hover cats. <laughs> yeah, or something. Oh, hover cats. Cat um, yeah, and Hogarth says, "Don't worry, I'm going to handle everything." And you're like, "Yeah, like you have so far." Mm. Yeah, she's still doing it. Yeah, she's still like, "Oh, I saw everything out." Like she's uh, Hogarth. I love her because she's so deliciously evil, but I'm just like, "Oh, you're the worst." Um, so Jessica calls Trish. Um, Albert wants. Um, Albert knows that Jessica wants to use him as bait, which <laughs> Trish is like, "No, no, no, she doesn't." And then Jessica's like, "Yeah, totally want to use him as bait." And Jessica says, "Yeah, you really need to hurry the vaccine up." Um, then we get to the greatest scene ever, which is Robin is putting up posters for Ruben. <laughs> uh, see, Robin is my foggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it might just be mine as well. Oh, um, wait a second, Foggy's an awesome character. Well, Foggy's uh, awesome, yeah, but it's my <laughs> Mel's Foggy. Um, she's offering a fifty thousand dollar reward, um, and Malcolm is helping. Uh, yeah, and Jessica's just like me and throws the leaflets away, which is great. <laughs> I would have done the same. <laughs> Why would she do that? Why would she do that? Why? Why would she do that? Yeah, exactly. And we learned some more about Ruben. Oh, thank you for the hover cats, Mel. I'm going to post every one of these in the Facebook group as well. Yeah, separately. <laughs> um, and this is when Robin calls Jess a cougar again. She's not that old. I know. <laughs> I'm like, but I think she like you know thinks of Ruben as like a little a little baby bird. You know. Um, I just wish Robin would find her way close to a glass table. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's Robin she with a can Y. Sit on it like a floating cat. <laughs> <laughs> so Jessica goes back to her office, gets changed and has a drink, and then Kilgrave appears behind her. Kilgrave suddenly appears behind her and confirms that he's known that she can't control him, uh, he can't control her for a while, which is interesting. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> but you're you're a bit dim and you didn't know. <laughs> he basically says Jessica can't kill him because uh, she doesn't know what will happen when he dies, and he actually admits that there will be a rash of suicides by a poison across the neighborhood. How would he just set this up? He's got the uh, Like, what would he say to the people? If I it, die? <laughs> I don't know how, how would, they would know. How would they know? If you don't, if you don't hear from me, yeah, <laughs> kill yourself with poison. So basically, yeah, they're going to kill themselves the anyways. There's no, there's no way he's going back to say, yeah, he's not. all these people, <laughs> hey, don't kill yourself. Well, it's like <laughs> the guy who's going to eat his phone, <laughs> no yeah. matter what. Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. and and you would say unless her, he's bluffing, but there's no way he's bluffing. And then he keeps telling her it's on you. It's on you. Yeah. The killings. Yeah. yeah. But he just good. doesn't. He doesn't like at all think that he's culpable. Like he says, all these deaths are on you. Like Reuben and um, mm -hmm. the Schlotmans and everyone. And and if you just be mine, I'd be happy, and I wouldn't have to kill all these people. Oh, yeah. well, speaking of his his instructions and people following them, like. Why didn't, um, at the beginning, why didn't Trish load that bullet into a gun? She oh, she up? did, but the, um, but I think the bullet she was using was a spent bullet, wasn't it? Like, there wasn't any bullets left, because she, she, 
shot them. Um, yeah, she scooped it she up. She fired the floor. gun last week, but it was out of bullets. So I think she used one of the shells, picked up yeah, one of the shells to the ground. She was trying to put a shell. She opened up the gun to pull out the, the spent shells, but she couldn't uh, get it in her head. Shove it in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> No, back in face. back in this scene, though, I love the fact that uh, Kilgrave is like, yeah, I know I couldn't control you. You were a little slow on the uptake. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you dare. dummy. Um, yeah, we all knew that, too. <laughs> he says that they're in the wrath of their relationship, which uh, which is just like, Ooh. I don't know, yeah. it's just so horrible. Um, he says that he has Hope, um, who is the living embodiment of Jessica's guilt. Um, but he says, hey, if you give me my dad, I'll... Um, uh, let hope go free in the morning. These release papers will go through, and I'll leave you alone. Which you know he won't. But he's like, all you have to do is give me, give me, uh, give me my dad. Mm-hmm. I love how uh, I mean th- they do this in iZombie. There's a there's a, a a rat that they're using to they're experimenting on to try to cure the the zombie virus, and uh, they they call the rat um, uh, Hope. And then they have to. Then they try a new another rat, and it's like, oh, this is a new hope. <laughs> so like, like this is the hope to cure the zombie virus. Well, this hope is hope to, uh, uh, you know, put all this Kilgrave stuff to rest. You know, mm, exactly. At, well, he said like he quotes it like, "Abandon hope, all ye who enter here, like later yeah. like, above the yeah. gates to hell." <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the next scene, Pam is in jail and Hogarth visits. She's all bandaged up. And then Pam realizes that Hogarth is lying to her as well. Um, but Hogarth just says, oh, it was complicated. And then this is when Pam says that um, Hogarth is repulsive and then says, I need to call a lawyer. And I was like, Nelson, a murder. <laughs> oh, it's never going to happen. I know. How do you know? Like in the, ne- in the next scene, a season, maybe they're representing Pam. That'd be awesome. Mm. <sighs> so... Kilgrave sits in Jessica's office while Jessica texts Trish to tell her to hurry up with the vaccine. And this is when we get the, the conversation about the 18 seconds on the rooftop. She was with him out of choice and we get the flashback. So as I said, my main, I, I love this scene. I really like it. Uh, my main issue with it, though, is the, the timing thing, as in that it's that specific of how his how yes. he works, particularly on it, it works the same time on anyone on a small eight-year-old child as we've seen him him yeah. affect before as jessica who is a grown woman who also has superpowers I, it doesn't make sense to me um, i just like the idea that jessica doesn't have like magic blood <laughs> superpower blood she learned she learns how to resist him it's a, it, it's more of an empowering thing for the character rather than a well it's lucky that she's superpowered because uh she or you know, if he is a virus she just developed an immunity because mm-hmm. she she's been exposed so many times yeah yeah uh yeah, yeah why didn't she just fly away when she was free I think with the same, I, I like the, there's a few things I like about this scene. I like that they have her in the yellow dress because the yellow is obviously the opposite color to purple. So it really pops in the scene. Mm. Um, and we don't really, it's like the brightest colors we've seen her wear. Like she's usually in very dark colors. Um, I don't know. I thought it was like a really interesting choice. It made her really stand out. You have like the white horse turns up, which is kind of, you know, she's the damsel in the tower and you usually have like the prince on the the knight on the white horse rescue her but there's no knight on the horse because it's she has to rescue herself yeah which i think was cool um but i think the whole fact that she explains it like she you know she says it was like prizing fungus from a window she couldn't just like she obviously is out of his control but she's her mind is still completely messed up and confused and it's it's like the whole thing of 
people who are in abusive relationships, you know, yes. even when they're not being mind control, well, they are in a sense, you know, but they're being manipulated. And it's like, well, why didn't you just leave? It's not that simple, you know. It's just easier to stay. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think it's even that it's easier to stay. I think she just is, has, it, her mind is so messed up at this stage. She just doesn't yeah. know what's happening. And I think if they just had, like, as soon as she regained some control, she just left. I think it would make her less interesting. I think the fact that they have this moment is is really interesting. The only I think like even when she after she kills Reva, if Kilgrave wasn't hit by that bus, we don't know what would have happened. Like she might have actually gone back to him. We don't know. But the fact that he's kind of taken out of the picture and isn't able really to to control her, then uh, maybe that's why she got away. As much as her in, in that moment kind of snapping out of it so to speak i think it's like a, a really interesting choice that makes it a lot more makes his control over her and their relationship a lot more complicated does um does anyone else have any any thoughts on this scene what about I, I when like he tells the... her to cut the ears off oh yeah i like the effect of jessica jumping down from the building that was pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah when that horse came i was like what the fuck there's no <laughs> way this is happening it's the horse from twin pigs hello there <laughs> There's been a murder, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Ray Wise appears and gives Jessica some some hot milk. <laughs> yeah, that would be very confusing. Um, so yeah, Kilgrave tells her to cut her ears off and then stops her and then gives her a hug. And then in the present day, Jessica's like, "Oh yeah, well, explain this," and shows him the scar behind her ears and then punches him out, which is great. So next is Robin's favorite scene. Oh. Um, Robin, tell us about your favorite scene with the support group. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Malcolm's like, listen, uh, uh, I don't I haven't usually, I wouldn't actually just admit murder in, in a crowded restaurant uh, with a bunch of people, but I know for a fact that uh, somebody's followed me and we need to move this plot along. So uh, here we go. <laughs> he doesn't know someone's followed him. Well, no, but it's, I've just wrote down, this is a little convenient. <laughs> <laughs> and then Robin, of course, is like, let's rally the troops, everybody. We got to go kill the cougar. And everybody's like, yeah, Jessica probably caused all this because she was a victim too, right? Or what? I don't know what it is in that it's only the guys that are like, yeah, like, you know, the two guys, whereas the two women like Emma and um, Claire are a bit like, oh, I don't know. You know, but the two guys are like, yeah. But I in this in this point, I wrote in my notes, kill the beast, because it reminded me of like the mob out of Beauty and the Beast being like, kill that beast, kill that beast. They're going to go and get pitchforks and torches. <laughs> <laughs> march up on the castle yeah yeah um this is also the scene where we get the original title for this episode this episode was originally called the kumbaya circle jerk which is what robin says and then it got changed to a thousand cuts there's another episode coming up that had a title change as well um but yeah i was, I was a little disappointed by the title change since this was my episode originally yeah, and i remember when I was you ages it, ago, it was called the kumbaya circle jerk and you were like ooh. <laughs> Yeah, isn't there one coming up that's supposed to be a Jewel and the Power Man? Spoilers. Yeah, Jewel and the Power Man is now, has had its title changed, but I won't say to what just oh, yet. Okay. We'll, we'll go over that when we get to it. So you didn't, like, feel sad for Robin in this scene, Robin? Where Robin no. just wants to know where Ruben's heart is and his little toes? Where are his little toes, Robin? Where are his little toes? Like, okay, I, I do feel bad that she lost her brother, and I feel bad for... 
um, uh, you know, how, how, how terrible it, it must be that she's like completely in love with her brother and now she's lost the love of her life. <laughs> um, but there's also, there's that. And then there's like, do we want to spend time with this? And <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm done with the Robin character. I was happy to leave her sobbing at Jessica's door in the last episode. And now mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, we have to have something else. That's going to break a uh, uh, purple man out of whatever Jessica's Jessica's finally got it all figured out. But yet somebody else has got to come screw the situation up because, you know, we got three more episodes left. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the next uh, nonsense thing that happens that screws everything up for Jessica. I think as well they needed like some um, they needed like the hostages obviously for the next scene and in having like two, now, that of, them was are, cool. two of them are characters that we obviously know because there's like Malcolm and Robin and then there's trendy guy and the other person <laughs> whose name I can't remember. Um, but, no, I mean, you know, which which makes more sense than just having four people who we really don't care about at all. But I kind of agree in that it's they're a bit a bit fickle. Um, they're sort of like, I don't know, these these characters, uh, just the fact that they suddenly turn and are like ready to completely attack Jessica, not even get her to explain. <laughs> yeah. But like Robin goes and like hits her over the head, you know, with a plank of wood. It's just kind of like, oh, she's gone from like zero to one thousand. It's like, OK, uh, I think this scene's yeah, this is like my least favorite scene of the entire episode, I think. She uh, does take any pills for it, though. <laughs> she does what? I was I was more than I was uh, more than willing to believe that she was crazy enough to uh, mm-hmm. do that. Um, it was just the rest of the people coming going along with her that yeah. that bothered me because she's clearly an insane person. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah, it's um. I think obviously, like Robin has um, been shown not to be the. I had more thoughts about this, but I forgot them. <laughs> That's okay. Like, I don't, I don't get why they all go. Like, I don't get why they all like, particularly trendy guy. You know, he just lost the jacket. Like, calm down, guys, you know? And obviously, he's been manipulated by Kilgrave, but the fact that they're so willing to turn on Jessica. Um, maybe Jessica could have helped herself, you know, in the, the previous episode when she went to the support group and was, you know, she could have opened up to them a bit, but instead she was just like, hey, hey, Betty, uh, who are you? Why are you here? Do you know Kilgrave? What's going on? You know, and like pretty much chased her out of there. Probably didn't do much to endear, endear her to the rest of the right. support group. So she could have done more, but still, I think not to them turning on her in this way. But as you said, John, like it kind of does seem within Robin's character. Yeah. I, I, it, it makes more sense if they showed up to her door and was just like, what the hell is this all about? Yeah. <laughs> We're hearing like murdered people and you, and you're supposed to be helping us. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. That would make I, yeah. the witch. <laughs> <laughs> and the witch. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. So yeah. I was also uh, I was also a little that a two by four is apparent enough to uh, knock Jessica out like that. Oh, you're cutting out, John. Sorry, can, can you hear me? I, I can hear you fine. Oh, Matt, can you hear me? I can hear I just heard um, you were saying a two by four. You were surprised a two by four is enough to su- to knock Jessica out. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised that uh, with her her super strength that a two by four to the head will. We'll put her put her on the floor yeah i think it's more that she has to be knocked out at this point so they can get killed right well, we've, seen, we've seen before that she she doesn't have invulnerability so mm. 
I love the huge smirk that Kilgrave has when Robin peels the tape off. You can see it's like he's smirking and he's like taking a breath and he's about to like just lash out with a whole bunch of orders. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah. So we should have mentioned as well that Jessica at this point has phoned Hope and said, hey, you're getting out of prison. I'm going to come and pick you up. And so when this happens, you're like, oh, no. Um, so Trish and Albert are still working on the vaccine. Um, and Albert, this is when Albert's like looking at the knife and I don't know why I laughed because I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. And this is where Mel's favorite character, um, turns up with his dilated pupils. Um, and he says that Clemens told him, um, where they were, but, um, and then Simpson's immediately suspicious of Albert being British and attacks him when Albert confirms that he's Kilgrave's dad. So Trish throws Simpson out after he hurts her, but she's also grabbed his medication. You see his little red pills. That's good. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with these two? Do you think these two crazy kids can still make it, Robin? <laughs> I think uh, I think Simpson's just going to be super mellow from now on. <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's totally doesn't have his. He's like all I got are blues and whites, man. So mm. I'm just chill. He's just going to be. Yeah, I'll shoot gonna... you, I guess. <laughs> He's going to sit gonna at home just singing, I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Um, I really thought Trish was going to get accidentally murdered here, though. I was like, wow, they're going to kill everybody off. What, you thought he was going to like, accidentally push her out the window or something? Or something. I don't know. Shoot her in the head, you know? Oh, he'd, no, he wouldn't hurt Trish, except by accident. <laughs> I wouldn't think he'd murder an innocent police officer either with, <laughs> with the character he's been showing so far. But uh, I, he'd murdered him straight away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you ben know. Ben Yurk the hell out of them. Aww. <laughs> Don't. So now we're going to have Clemens' funeral as well with uh, with uh, Brett's mum. Brett's mum. Oh, yes. Brett's funeral. Sorry, playing. I'm so tired of being here. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. So Jessica wakes up to the phone ringing. It's Hope saying, hey, where are you? And then Jessica's like, oh, crap, and heads to the prison. When she gets there, Hope is already gone. And then um, one of the prison guards says, hey, you need to bring Albert to your favorite restaurant or you will lose all hope. And I was a bit like, Ugh. I, I love the. Like, uh, I didn't like the use of hope there. I was a bit like. Wah, wah. <laughs> I love the uh, name. Jessica Jones. Oh, 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 I uh, hope. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to say my name because it's badass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jessica's kind of. Uh, losing it a bit here she's a bit frantic so yeah so then we go to uh back to trish who's looking at the red pills um uh, and albert says that maybe there's some kind of combat enhancement for strength and stamina uh jessica arrives the vaccine is ready um but obviously there's only one way to test it which is with kilgrave so um this is when jessica says well kilgrave says that he'll trade you for hope um they arrive at the Niku restaurant, which we've seen previously. I wonder how long the red pills last. You think those are like six hours exactly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except that, you know, I think Simpson before, didn't he say he wasn't allowed to take any for for a, 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 like a certain amount of hours? The doctor told him and he immediately took two. So he's already like properly overdosing on them anyway, um, which is why he's gone completely <laughs> insane. Um, so, yeah, we're at the restaurant that was in the previous episode where Kilgrave takes all of his dates. Um, Albert sprays himself with a vaccine like a little perfume. They should release that as like a tie-in product with the show, like a little vaccine called Odor Kilgrave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can smell of like violets. <laughs> um, Kilgrave's got uh, four of the support group in nooses. Somehow Claire and Emma got away. Um, and he tells Jessica, hey, you need to apologize for hitting me. Um, 
Hope is encouraging Jessica to kill Kilgrave, but Kilgrave says Jessica will never kill him as she still hopes to save Hope because Hope is the ultimate innocent victim. Um, what did you guys think of when he commanded Albert to come towards him and Albert kind of didn't for a sec? Did you think, oh, the vaccine's going to have worked? Yeah, I thought maybe it'd work. Yeah, but then when he did go over, I was like, oh, he's just tricking him. Yeah. He's, he's going to go I over there and well. stab him. Stab him. Yeah. yeah. But it's like his face, his face when he kind of smiles, Albert, when he doesn't immediately walk over to him. I'm like, <gasps> and then like he apologizes to Jessica and it's just, oh, I'm just like, oh, no. Um, he apologizes to Jessica. Kilgrave hugs Albert and is like, it's just you and me now, dad. Which I thought Mel would like the way he said dad. <laughs> and this is when it goes crazy hope stabs herself in the neck the group steps forward to hang while kilgrave runs jessica saves them but hope dies in her arms and jessica cries what were your thoughts on the ending guys go ahead guys i don't know i mean like we just traded one hostage for another didn't we like she still can't kill him because then like now he's got uh, the father over her. And also, there's three episodes left, so yeah, she <laughs> can't kill him. <laughs> you can kill him now, or like in the next three episodes or so, is what I wrote down. <laughs> they, she yeah. kills him in the first scene of the next episode, Mel, and then the last um, three episodes are Jessica versus Simpson. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought this whole thing, this crazy, this crazy set piece kind of saved the episode like this episode where it got a really really low score but now it's gonna get like a mid mid middling score <laughs> um i thought the whole things with the, the everybody in the and the nooses um mm-hmm. was a, a scary thing and hope being super you know insane and stabbing her jugular and all that i don't think she's uh, insane i think it's like her probably her most sanest moment in the entire series i guess i guess but she did say on the phone she's like oh i was gone there for a while or well, I know, think I she, she realizes she like that, like the whole. I think what I think is so effective about her in this moment is the whole way through the series is like, why can't Jessica just kill Kilgrave? Why can't she kill him? And the whole reason is hope, because hope is like the like they say the ultimate innocent victim. Jessica pins. Jessica sees so much of herself in in hope that she wants to save this girl. In like she feels that she couldn't be saved. Like her life was ruined. She wants to stop hope's life from being ruined and this is when hope realizes jessica's never gonna be able to kill kilgrave while hope is still alive it's, I just, the, only, uh, it's the only way the storyline with hope could have ended yeah yeah which is really sad yeah. you know because hope obviously was complete innocent um but you know it couldn't really have ended any other way I'm, uh, this is the point where I'm like super jealous of binge watchers, people that get to power through this, because at this point, I think I would just power through the next three and just see what happens. And, you know, because that's, it's, that's it, what I'm going to do. <laughs> you <bet. laughs> They really, uh, I just wish they didn't do Kilgrave all season long. They should have kept him in the background and they should have let Jessica work on PI cases. And this would have all been so much like uh, urgent and and crazy, you know, just the last like four or five episodes of the season dealing strictly with Purple Man. But now it just seems so stretched out. But they had I to, love um, the show, this but it, the whole way through Daredevil. Yeah, as the villain. Which <laughs> yeah, I, I we think were saying, better. man, we I wish we saw Matt in court more. We you know different I, things like I that. I wish we'd seen know? Matt in the yeah. court more, but only if it tied in with the Fisk storyline. Like we had the scene of him in the court with. Um, 
can't remember his name. And with Fisk, like there were so many other villains underneath Fisk or working alongside Fisk. The Owl, uh, Mad of Melanie Gao. We had uh, <laughs> uh, Glasses Guy. Uh, I forget what his name is. Wesley, uh, how dare Wesley. I don't know. He's he's dead. Oh. <laughs> no, and and uh, you know, and underlings of them, the Russian guy, the guy who put his head through a stake. Like there was all sorts of different like villains, and now it's just really it's just kind of like Kilgrave, and then and, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we got to have somebody else for Jessica to fight. We better crazy Simpson up, so they crazied him up, and now we're probably going to get just a little bit of that, and then finally get rid of Kilgrave. I think that, with um, with uh, Simpson, I think he was like a, a time bomb ticking. I think it's just unfortunate that Kilgrave he he got caught up with Kilgrave because it kind of accelerated the process. But I think he would have always gone a bit nuts because I think that's just who he is. Um, he's. Uh, I mean, we'll get more into that in Easter eggs. There's like a little bit on it, but um, I think it's just unfortunate that he got you know that got accelerated by Kilgrave and I'd rather they introduced like the character like the character with of Nuke in terms of it was something like Kilgrave almost created you know this villain this other villain as well um rather than it, he just turned up in Daredevil and was like and I'm this crazy guy hey you know I like the fact that they tie in with with Kilgrave I wish there had been some extra villains the only other one we really had was um in the episode where the two people, you know, were trying to, you know, where Gretchen from Breaking Bad, yeah. I can't remember her yeah. name, <laughs> was like uh, going to try and kill Jessica. Um, I like that he's killed Greg all throughout the season, particularly when we didn't see him until they're like the first episode where he really sits down and talks and we get like a real good feel for him is episode six, which is almost halfway through. Yes. You know, um, we could have maybe introduced him earlier, but... Uh, I don't I know. I just would rather have been like a mystery in the back background and then have us deal with Kilgrave at the end, you know. It does seem like they ramped it up a little early, so I am curious about what they're going to do for these last three episodes. I told you, it's all Simpsons. <laughs> shoot Kilgrave in the head the first scene of the next episode. Yeah, even <laughs> Kilgrave, Kilgrave gets hit by another bus. Hogarth gets a stilt suit. It's going to yeah, be amazing. <laughs> And then the wizard shows up. Yeah! It's all been leading to the wizard. Because Pam is now in prison and is hardened, a hardened criminal, she becomes a wizard. Yeah. But she's the the evil wizard. Pam goes to Africa. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe Kilgrave's dad does a runner again and goes to Africa and becomes the wizard. There you go. I can't wait. I can't wait. He gets bitten, bitten by a cobra while accidentally dropping one of the formulas he's making over himself and is like, oh no, Cobra mixed with mongoose bite mixed with this formula means I'm now the wizard. Jolly-o. You know what? They really need to come out with like a super campy, super cheesy Marvel superheroes series. They do. They really do. Yeah. Just with all like the secondary like characters you Squirrel never girl. hear. Power the doc- what? Squirrel girl. Squirrel girl. Yes, I would love Squirrel girl. That would be great. I just want She-Hulk. I love She-Hulk. <laughs> I know Matt does as well. And I want She-Hulk if there's lots of uh, lots of courtroom scenes. <laughs> yeah, that would be boring. I feel. <laughs> I, w- I want. I, I, honestly, yeah. I honestly want She-Hulk to turn up, but even if it's in Daredevil season two, just as a cameo, and she is she's not green, so she's pre-She-Hulk. She's um, Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters in her pre-She-Hulk form, and she's just like 
I don't know, Councillor Waters. And I'm like, yeah, She-Hulk, that would do me. My nerdiness would be satisfied. <laughs> oh, and then, then we'd have to be like, all re- make it super realistic. Like, yeah, she's she's like super strong, but she just like wears green all the time. You know, she's not like green No, skin. she's pre-She-Hulk, Robin. <laughs> she they will never, <laughs> ever, they will never have She-Hulk in any of the Marvel stuff. They won't do it. What'd you say, Mel? She should, she should just come in the courtroom wearing green power suits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> green scully suits. A, a green scully <laughs> so that was the episode guys what do you what do you honestly think is going to happen next because obviously you said now um hope is dead that you know jessica's kind of free to kill kill great but what what do you honestly think is going to happen because we have three episodes left what well, are your she, predictions? she's not well yeah she's not going to be free to kill kill grave because I mean, it would make sense for him to just kill his father because that's what he wants, but he's going to hold him hostage so that Jessica can't get to him again. So it's just hope all over again. Why do you think Kilgrave wants his father so much just to kill him? Because he killed his mom. Yep, yep. He might so want then he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be holding him hostage, would he? He'd just kill him. Well, yeah, he, he, he wants to kill him, but he's he's got to hold him hostage or else Jessica will kill him. But mm. you guys said that he was lonely and stuff. Well, in the comics he is. I don't know about here. Maybe he is here, too. Maybe he wants to create a bunch of little Kilgraves to hang out with. Oh. Father, create a bunch of little Kilgraves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's going to say. In your, quote. In your and I quote. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Make me some brothers and sisters. For I mean, some reason, I, just think I, it... I think that, like, like Jessica wouldn't really care as much if Kilgrave killed Albert. Because I think Albert, to be honest, would almost welcome it. Because Louise is dead. Albert feels responsible. I Albert isn't innocent entirely. You know, I don't think she would be really worried if... I mean, obviously it is another death, but it's not like... It's not the same as has the reason that she wouldn't kill Kilgrave because of hope. I think in the next three episodes, it's going to be, um, uh, you know, Simpson's going to be dispatched. I think Jerry's going to end up uh, having a crisis of conscience or something and, and take the fall for Pam. And, uh, you know, Kilgrave's going to get, get sorted. And that's pretty much all that's going to happen. He's going to get sorted? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> alphabetically. What, by, the, by the sorting hat in <laughs> Harry Potter? Yes, he's gonna go to Slytherin. Of course. I thought you. I thought you said sorted, as in he's gonna get run through. Sorted, as in dealt with. (laughs) Jessica's gonna go sorted. Sword. (laughs) (laughs) The new superhero on the block, the swordsman, is gonna kill him. Yes. Jonathan, what do you think? Um, I think that Pam is going to go to jail and she's going to get hit by a bunch of gamma rays and she is going to get out and she is going to kill Simpson and use his head as a uh, weapon to kill Kilgrave. Jessica's <laughs> <laughs> just going to use it as a metal. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know how you guess that, but you're in for a treat later when you watch the show. Jonathan is all upset. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I guess um, there wasn't really any nicknames from Robin this week, and we got the episode title. Jerkface. So we should go okay. into... I'm just ignoring you. We should go into <laughs> Easter eggs. There's not many this week. In fact, we've already talked about one. But are you ready for Easter eggs? I hope yes. you've eaten, because they're very slim this week. They're, they're slimline Easter eggs. They're made of low-fat low I, I ate them all. I ate them all before we got here. I'm sorry. No. Left. <laughs> oh, he's, only left, he's only left two. Sorry. Uh, you know, but, uh, oh, actually, um, naturally, there's no, there's three. There we go. So the first one we've already spoken about. Which Jonathan is, regurgitated one. Back yeah, he up. just puked it up into my arms. Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, a baby, 
like a bird. <laughs> so we saw Simpson's American flag lighter earlier, which was uh, obviously a reference to the character of Nuke. Um, the Kilgrave fetus is in storage at Hammond Labs. This might be a reference to um, Hammond Labs from the comics, which is where a character called Robbie Baldwin once interned. Um, Robbie Baldwin was the superhero known as Speedball, and at Hammond Labs is where he got his superpowers. Oh, so that might be a reference to Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, I, uh, I assumed it was Hammond Labs from Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That would be how how Kilgrave uses their cloning technology to make little mini Kilgraves, Mel. Yeah. He gets old uh, Richard Attenborough to do it. Hmm. No, Jack Oh, no, no. Jack Goldblum's banned. <laughs> so the last Easter egg is kind of like, it, again, this is from Den of Geek, but I thought it was quite interesting, is um, when Albert and Trish are discussing the drugs that Simpson's using, Albert says there's no pill for a conscience. Um, this kind of echoes what's often been said about the super soldier serum um, from Captain America. As we said, it's something that they keep trying to re- recreate. They tried it with um, the character of Abomination in the Incredible Hulk film. Um, but it's one of the things that often keeps getting brought up is that it only worked on someone as good as Steve Rogers because he was an inherently good person. But if the effects would be different on someone else, and they've got a quote from the Captain America film where Dr. Erskine, a.k.a. Stanley the Tooch Tucci, who we love, uh, says, the serum amplifies everything that is inside, so good becomes great, bad becomes worse. This is why you were chosen, because the strong man who has known power all his life may lose respect for that power, but a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. And then they say it doesn't mean that Simpson's a bad person, but he's a, a damaged soldier and one who, thanks to a career in black ops, is trained specifically to solve problems by killing. It would appear that the reds he takes simply makes that kind of battlefield pragmatism considerably, considerably more extreme in his interpersonal dealings. The mission is to get rid of Kilgrave, and he no longer cares what kind of collateral damage that causes. So I thought that was interesting because it does kind of accelerate who he is as a person, which is I think you can kind of see. Anyway, because even when he was a cop, he was like going off to Jessica going, well, I need to I need to know who this guy is and I need to take him out. You know, that was already there. Um, But this has just made it even worse. So I hope those those very slim Easter eggs have filled you up, guys. Uh, I could I could do some more. Make some up. So weak. Okay, make some up. Okay, so the uh, so in this episode, um, the name of the guy sitting at the bar in the Broadway restaurant when the support group's going on. His name is Bruce, and he is named after Bruce Banner. Yay! Whoa! That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Oh, also the character of Emma in the support group, her surname is Wizard after the (laughs) Wizard. Good old Emma Wizard. Emma Wizard. Trendy guy is actually based on the superhero Trend Man, where he just goes to different trends. He just basically, his life is run by hat. What are you talking about? Trendy guy. Was that's clearly... why he went out. That's what he went to. Uh... Yeah. Trendy that's why guy he went to was clearly support. inspired by, yeah. uh, by Jonathan, our guest, who is also very trendy. <laughs> I am, but that's why he went to Jessica's apartment. Like, oh, trends seem like everyone's going to kill Jessica. Go too. <laughs> this place could is a bit of a mess. It could use some trending up. Mm. You get my like, trend powers. <laughs> Trend man. Um, okay, so now it's time for feedback. 
Uh, does anyone want to read? Uh, we've got three emails and a voicemail. Who would like to read an email? You, you must volunteer us. I can do it. Or Mel, Mel volunteers as tribute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Mel, would you be able to read Nutties, please? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sound like Michael Kane. Yes. My name yes. is Mel Kane. <laughs> Mel Kane. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's from Nutty. It starts, I had first hoped. I had first hoped there would be some cool... Hope. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just powered down. <laughs> I had first hoped there would be some cool katana stuff in this episode, thanks to the title, but there wasn't. 1K cuts is a thing with... A what? Yado. What the hell is that? It's a type of uh, katana martial art I Everybody knows that. Nah. Powering <laughs> down again. Nutty knows the martial oh. arts though, so it must be a martial arts thing. Mel Melbot is powered down. Quick, we need to put some more batteries in her. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some Easter eggs. Om nom nom nom. <laughs> so, so Kilgrave's power is a virus, and Jessica developed antibodies to resist it. I love this. In the comics, it's pheromones, and that just seems so hokey to me. But a virus that I like that plays well. It explains why it stays when he is gone, but wears off eventually. Well, Mal, or well, Nutty. Uh, I don't Robin, know. Robin disagrees. He's going to come down to <laughs> Got to fight. Be an Name a time and place and then fight. Yeah. Meet you in the schoolyard. <laughs> you <laughs> still bring her katana and you can bring her, your I'm gonna, yado. I'm going to bring my yado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whatever that is. <laughs> Uh, I wonder, was Jessica able to develop these antibodies after prolonged exposure to the virus? Is it that he had her under under control for so long that she could develop them and then fight it? Or does it have to do with her super strength? A combination? <laughs> a combination. That's how she wrote it. So oh, that's how I'm saying nation. it. Combination. Oh, mm, yummy. A nation filled with combos. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I still think it was her being forced to kill that tipped the scales in her favor. I feel so bad for Beth. <laughs> in between brackets, Jane. <laughs> but I like, I you like Wendy? how... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Beth. Well, it's good. Maybe it's your middle name. It's good that she put Jane, so now we know what she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. Now your email is going to be heavily <laughs> criticized today. <laughs> Just the way this episode is going. <laughs> we have three questions for you, Nutty. Yado, uh, the, the virus thing, and Beth. Who's Beth? <laughs> <laughs> Um, combination. Combination as well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nutty Mark broke the mailbox. <laughs> I was already powering down, too. <laughs> but I like how Kilgrave sided with her. Still, poor Pam. Oh, she got her name right. <laughs> yeah. At first, I think. At first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay no you can do it you've only got a bit a bit more to go you can do it yes still poor pam at first i thought she just concussed her but then they pull back and you see she is dead is she talking about pam <laughs> no she's talking about wendy i think i think she i thought she was like thinking poor that pam the murderer yeah. she's feeling bad for the murderer yeah. poor yeah. pam because she murdered beth okay <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. They pull back and you see she is dead. I wasn't expecting that. Wow. Pam now knows what a POS Hogarth is. Mm-hmm. POS. It's a piece of shit, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> uh, Robin in the show annoys me to no end. Thank you for she's clarifying that. She stirred up crazy. She might change that though. <laughs> <laughs> she stirred up crazy, not really knowing what she's doing, and then unleashes Kilgrave on everyone. It's horrible. And then poor Hope. That girl has strength. She knows she's being used to control Jessica and knows that Jessica is the only way to stop Kilgrave. So she takes herself out of the equation. How can someone do that? That was brutal, but she did it. I have mad respect for the girl. Yeah, that takes enormous willpower to jab something in your own throat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's why, you know, I said she was, she'd gone insane before, but I mean, just, just to, just to say like, you know, she, you have to like have a little something broken in you to actually do that to yourself. I still think that is the most sane moment. I think that's the most sane she is at like, since she's controlled by Kilgrave. I honestly do. Because I think she, she doesn't do it. I think like she was like most sane when she was like. I think she does it as a completely rational decision because it is, she realizes it's the only thing. That is going to do it. But and she so also she decides it. She doesn't just do it like, oh, I can't live anymore. She realizes it's the only thing that is going to try to stop this this cycle. But she also did feel like she had nothing to come back to, you know, like mm-hmm. her family hates her. Like she kind of felt like, what am I going to do now? You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing for me. And so maybe maybe that uh, knowledge made it easier for her to do that, yeah. make that sacrifice. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you know, nobody's going to miss me now because nobody likes me. So... Nobody understands what actually happened, but maybe if I do this, then people will understand. Yeah. Nobody knows. We'll have to see in the next episode. <laughs> so I have some information. Oh, by the way, thank you, Nutty. Um, thank you, Nutty. Yes, thank you. Sorry, sorry for my misunderstanding <laughs> of your whole. We apologize for now. I have some information on Iado. Oh, okay, good. Uh, so it says it is a modern Japanese martial art or sport. It's associated with the smooth, controlled movements of drawing the sword from its scabbard or sayer, striking or cutting an opponent, removing blood from the blade, and then replacing the sword in the scabbard. Amazing. Right. Now you know. They do that a lot in movies. I don't think it's. I don't think it's very uh, practical, <laughs> unless you're only facing one opponent. I guess. Mm, true. If you did it for every opponent, you'd probably get taken down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you have a hundred opponents, and you have to do the same thing. Yeah. If, if like uh, if, if Uma Thurman did it in Kill Bill. Yeah. 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 Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I trained in the most useless martial art. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. So I have an email here from Caroline who sent us an email called "How Jessica Can Resist Kilgrave." Hi there. After hearing you guys debate this week about how Jessica might be able to resist Kilgrave's powers, I thought I'd chime in with what I was thinking as I watched. Personally, I don't think it's because she's aware of the powers or some unusual strength of mind on her part, just that it mostly boils down to how long she was under his control. The powers seem pretty reminiscent of the Imperious Curse from Harry Potter, which, just like Kilgrave's powers, lets you control people by changing what they want to do, and hardly anyone can resist it. Then a character is put under the curse for almost a year by his son. His son, played by David Tennant of all people. And after being under it for so long, he begins to be able to fight it off. Seems a similar thing happened for Jessica, with Reva then being the straw that broke the camel's back. In both stories, the power acts like a drug which you can build an immunity to if you're under it long enough, which especially makes sense in Kilgrave's case, where we learn it's just a physical pheromone and not any actual magic. Could also explain why he got Malcolm hooked on drugs, knowing he may need to control him as long as he did with Jessica, and not wanting to risk possibly losing control again. 
The one big hole in this idea would be his parents, who claimed he controlled them for years. But I think this is just a special case because, A, they'd be less likely to run away until things got desperate, so he wasn't needed to control them 24-7 like he did with Jessica. And B, because they're his parents, they'd be more psychologically or even biologically, again, pheromones, vulnerable to his power. Just what crossed my mind as I was watching. Thanks again for the podcast. Thanks, Caroline. Thank you. Yeah, that's interesting. I think maybe as well it's because like his parents say they were trying to help him so he wouldn't have to control them 24 7 because they kind of hung around because they were you know trying to they thought they could make him better so they kind of stayed out of genuine you know love at some points maybe i don't know and who couldn't love david tennant oh he's adorable (laughs) uh we've got another email from heidi who would like to read this one i can read it there you go robin it starts off with hey guys Hey guys! Just uh, <laughs> trying to put the bullet in her head. Just showed how creepy and powerful Kilgrave's power is. It's a good thing Jessica has figured out how to outthink him, or has magic blood. <laughs> Did we know that Hope was carrying Kilgrave's child? Yes. Um, I'm just answering other questions. <laughs> what the heck, Will? Um, and my answer. Yeah, what that, the heck? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the older African-American male in the new is the new red shirt in these Marvel series versus Ben yes. out of the detective. Yeah. And then Luke Cage. Oh, no. He's not old enough. He's in not his, old enough. In his own series. He'll get, he'll get that old in his own series. <laughs> it takes place over 30 years time. Oh. And then in the last episode, some rando kills him. What a speech. <laughs> a, a thousand cuts. There would have been nothing left of Hogarth by the time she got to a thousand. I don't think I don't believe that all Kilgrave wants is his father. He's gone to way too much trouble to try and get Jessica to fall for him just to walk away now. The flashback was interesting. I feel like this Malcolm and Robin story is just filler, and I don't really care about it. Then again, it'll probably turn into something else. Oh yeah, she's going to be Kilgrave's puppet, of course. Ugh, I really don't like her. <laughs> the show is definitely not predictable. I never know where it's going next. So hope kill up so that jessica would avenge her death i wonder if she will i've managed to not skip ahead only a few more to go until next time heidi thanks heidi mm-hmm. stay strong <laughs> stay, stay stronger than jonathan is going to <laughs> <laughs> i'm jealous of your power that you guys have <laughs> so much power uh, awesome and we have a voicemail from miss moira brown who which i've sent to you i haven't sent moira to you i've sent you the voicemail from send me moira oh she's coming in the mail yeah <laughs> There she Yay! is. Or here she is. Here she is now? Okay, here she is. Hey, Defenders Podcast. All right, this time I'm a week ahead, Ooh. so I can't possibly be late with feedback. Uh, I just finished the next episode, A Thousand Cuts. Um, trust Ruben's sister to manage to twist around the responsibility for Kilgrave's behavior and somehow aim it all at Jessica. That's insane. I mean, Kilgrave is the one making choices and obsessed with Jessica and really impacting all these other people because of his obsession with Jessica. That's not on her. That's too twisted. It's not on her. So uh, that was dumb, twisted logic. And look where it got you. Got you standing on the edge of a bar about to hang yourself. Um, the scene with, uh, <laughs> with Wendy cutting uh, Jerry Hogarth was just, oh my god, so intense and 
actually very difficult to watch. It, it was truly making me wince and cringe and want to avert mine eyes, which, uh, you know, is saying something about how well it done it was. And it was, oh, it was so twisted. And as soon as Wendy had said it was like a thousand cuts, I it made me cringe because I thought, oh, my God, that's going to come back to haunt somebody. Um, so Hogarth has has lost not everything, but, I mean, Wendy's gone, so I guess her secret of jury tampering is safe. So she certainly won't lose her law firm, but she doesn't have Pam anymore. And she realizes that she is um, responsible uh, in large part for unleashing Kilgrave back on the world because of her own selfishness. So she's got to live with that. Um, and maybe she doesn't have enough of a conscience to care, but I suspect I suspect she does from the look of her in that, in that um, interrogation. As for Simpson and his is to just destroy Kilgrave to take the credit? Does he is he still competing with Jessica? Doesn't he believe she can can deal with it? I don't I don't I don't know. But you know what? He's annoying me. Episodes <laughs> ago, somebody on the podcast said they just wanted him to be gone. I think, and I'm starting to feel that way. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, much like Riley and Buffy, it's okay with me if he just <laughs> maybe he'll just get in a helicopter and fly away. That'd be great. But the part that got to me the most in this episode was Hope stabbing herself in the neck because, um, yeah, Jessica doesn't have to save her anymore. She's dead. It's all, oh, that's just crazy sad um, and extreme and intense. And But the way it was done in this show, you almost you can buy it, you know? Um, yeah, because Hope, Hope knows what he can do and what, uh, what has to be done with him. So... Um, so this one was good in, in different ways than the last. I'm not giving it a 10 like last week's. This one is, I don't know, it, it didn't have quite the same, didn't leave me with the same high as last week's, but it's still incredibly intense. So I'm going to give this one 9 out of 10, 1,000 cuts, 1,000 horrifying cuts. Thank God she only got to 30. Okay. Mm. All right, till next time. Bye. Thanks, Moira. Awesome. Thanks for I don't know. Back, everyone. Is Jerry like off the hook? I mean, didn't didn't Wendy like email her a couple of times being like, I know about this, blah, blah, blah. But Pam deleted the emails before they went round to, or she emailed Jerry, but emailed Jerry, but I'm sure Jerry has probably deleted those emails and will wipe Wendy's something. And I know she emailed yeah. like the entire office, but Pam wiped those as well before they actually went round to everyone. So maybe we'll find out in the next episode. Mm. Some of us before other people. Robin. Mm. <laughs> sorry. So now it's <laughs> sorry. So now it's time to just gonna, I'm just going to stand here cross oh, cross my I, arms and kick a stone around. <laughs> I've just realized we didn't do quotes. Has anyone got any quotes? I completely no. skip by them. I, I, I had one. Do you have yeah, one, have Robin? Yeah, yeah, I've, one. I've got one. one. You uh, John, you can go first. Yes, please. Uh Sorry, I don't mean to bust up the kumbaya circle jerk. <laughs> that's that's my only quote. You were so sad that the episode title was <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, my first AKA quote. circle jerk. <laughs> no. My first quote is, look like he could use a hand. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Simpson. Yeah. Do you Horrible. Do you have any no, I didn't no. write anything. I have one. <laughs> we shared a womb. <laughs> a womb. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, I had one from that same scene which was he can't even tie his shoes without my permission. I'm serious. So am I. That's why he always wears slip-ons. <laughs> <laughs> I have this great exchange. 
he's he's coming for his father. She wants to use me as bait. That's not what he's saying. I have to use him as bait. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more as well, which is Wendy and Kilgrave. You're disgusting. She's pragmatic. I love that. <laughs> so, Kilgrave. If you don't listen to me, what is the point of having ears? Yeah. I got one after that as well, actually, which is speak up, asshole. I'm all ears. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously we have the Claire, Emma, trendy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, trendy guy. I thought it was weird that she grabbed the the that one dude by the shoulders. She was like, as if she was super familiar with this group. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Well, I think it was maybe, little... like, she'd been listening for a while, like, maybe gone to a couple of them, because she said, what I'm getting from listening to all this is this. So I thought maybe this isn't the first time she's followed Malcolm. You're going to be my new Reuben. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Wait, did, did you say Claire? Claire? Did, is there a member of the group called Claire? Yeah, the one that plays the uh, the cello is Claire. The one with the, the short blonde hair. There's the two women are Claire and Emma, but oh. she's Claire without an e at the end, which is the worst spelling of Claire. Oh, like Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, like chair, but yeah. take oh. the H out and put an L there. I don't mind if people spell e my name. Ooh, what, like the what, what if she put the E at the beginning? <laughs> then she'd she be a tasty been... cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, and Jonathan. And are we sure she's not? <laughs> That's her Maybe superhero she... name, Eclair. <laughs> she has she's like a sentient a... cake. Run. Ah, she's, she's got very high cholesterol. Ah. <laughs> um, Jonathan, what would you rate 1,000 cuts? Uh, I liked this episode, but I I thought it suffered from over-explaining. I'm I'm somewhere in between uh, Robin and Nutty as far as the virus thing goes. It it is a useful explanation, but it's also kind of annoying to me. Mm-hmm. I would have just left it be a mystery, unless they plan on doing something with that information in the next three episodes. Um, but for right now, I I really thought that this episode lagged in the middle. Uh, before before coming to a really uh, surprising conclusion with a mob. So um, I, I got to give it about a 7.5. That's a, that's where, where this one stands in the rest of the series for me so far. Uh, Robin, do you want to go next? Uh, sure. I, uh, I wasn't a fan of a lot of the stuff that's going on. And I, yeah, again, uh, just like I said, uh, over-explaining is a, is, a, is a big problem. And, uh, you know, these weird um, moments of, I'm just, I don't know, I, I talked about different things to death here, but I mean, what is going on with Simpson? Why, why Robin? Just, just the question, why Robin? Um, <laughs> is that what you say every morning when you wake up? <laughs> I look in the mirror, I'm like, why, Robin? And then the mirror says back to me, he's like, just because you have to do it just one more day. Just get through one more day. (laughs) (laughs) That that went to a dark place. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, No, I'm just not a fan of time limits or viruses. I'm just not. And, uh, uh, or magic blood. I, I like the fact that, uh, Jessica uh, resisting, uh, Kilgrave is her character. It makes her stronger. It's, and and it's something that people could learn to do. I think, um, it would be more, just more effective for me. The crazy set piece at the end, I think, uh, really saves this episode. So I'm going to give it a uh, 5 out of 10 uh, Ben Yerrick Awards. Um, Mel? Mm, yeah, I I agree with Robin. A lot of it was kind of 
crappy. I don't think I hated it as much as he did, though. I still thought it was... I didn't hate it. Oh, well, 5 out of 10, I don't know. That's a failing grade. Failing yeah. grade, Robin. You yeah. failed this city. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I've, I've said what I think about it uh, already, so I'll just give it a 700 out of 1,000 cuts. <laughs> Whoa. You can you can do the math. <laughs> ah, fractions are hard. <laughs> no math, man. Exchange rate, please. Uh, and math. What our exchange rate with American money is right now? <laughs> <laughs> yep. What uh, do you think? There was a lot of hectic things going on, and mm-hmm. some of it was exciting, and some of it was annoying. <laughs> uh, I agree with what everyone's saying. I'll give it a. Uh, I still liked it though, so I'll give it a little, a little higher than Mel. I'll go eight out of ten evil coffee tables. It's the coffee tables' fault. Evil tables. Well, it, we were discussing recently on Intro to X about Mulder um, being under the control of an evil table. I don't know if Jonathan has got to that episode yet of Intro to X, but we uh, were talking about evil tables. So I'm liking that there's this league of evil tables that turn up in not only the X Files <laughs> world but also in the Marvel universe. We gotta look for this in other tables. Yeah, look for other examples of evil tables. Um, really, it's Wendy's fault for buying a, a glass coffee table. Yeah, it's her own fault. Yeah. Your fault you got killed. And it's just his <laughs> fault all these other people are getting killed, right? That's right. Blame the victim, not the coffee <laughs> table. I I liked parts of this episode. Like, I love the scene with Wendy and Kilgrave and Hogarth. Like, particularly, like, Wendy and Kilgrave talking about their relationships, I thought was hilarious. Um, I really like that. The whole thing with the virus, I'm kind of with with Jonathan in that I think I'm sort of like halfway between like like Robin and Nutty. Like I, I kind of agree with you, um, Jonathan, in terms that I think it would have been difficult however they explained it. Um, but I don't like the fact that there's this exact time limit. Um, I don't think it's as magic blood like as if it had been written by Damon Lindelof, uh, <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness, um, which would just be terrible. Um, I would have liked it if they made it clearer that it was that, I think when Mel said earlier that through Jessica's kind of strength and who she is as a character, she managed to break free and in that developed an immunity rather than, you know, it's because she has superpowers or if they just, I don't know, if we just knew why. Um I love the ending. I thought it was great. The moment with hope I, I thought was brilliant. I loved it. Um, so I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a, a, a six and a half out of 10 tiny Reuben toes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that averages out to be a 6.8. Cool. Uh, worst episode ever, according to our averages. <laughs> of <anything laughs> Lowest rated ever. one. Lowest rated. Okay. I think it's, I, I, the, I kind of predict that because I, I thought it's kind of a divisive episode, I think. Sorry, John. Also, the, the Canadian dollar is worth 71 US cents at the moment. Yep, so about right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, Jonathan, thank you for being awesome. I'm not cheating the score. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Where can people Any find DJing you on gigs the coming internet? Up? Yeah. Got anything uh, you can you can find me in the tags on Intro to X. Um, you can you can <laughs> and find often me on the podcast. On yes, and also on uh, the Facebook page for uh, and really any Facebook page. Just type my name and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you look, John will be there. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Awesome, cool. Uh, and you are joining us for Daredevil season two. Hooray! I, I am just in a just in a short month and a half. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Woo. 
You got that yeah. schedule sorted out yet? Um, no. pretty much. <laughs> no, Claire. <laughs> pretty Sorry much. You. Still tweaking some things. Um, yeah, still tweaking some stuff, like in terms of guests. But I will, um, I will let, uh, I will kind of let you guys know that as soon as I can. Once all the guests have been confirmed, and it's, I'll put it up on Google Mail. Or oh, Google Docs, I should say. Um, cool. And my lovely co-host, have you been up to anything this week you would like to plug? Just the usual. Uh, what we make a Terminator podcast. We just did our last episode of the series. Now we're going to do the last movie that we need to review. And then we'll be done with that. Aww. You sound really excited about that. <laughs> I'm, not forward, I'm not looking forward to watching that movie again. Which one is yeah, it? Yeah, Will asked for guests and I was like, oh. nah. <laughs> <laughs> is it salvation or genesis you're doing salvation yeah Ooh, yeah um yeah and uh with intro to x i should say tying in with terminator we had a very terminator filled episode we're going to be covering this week because not only is robert patrick in it aka the t1000 but also joe morton from uh, uh terminator 2 so all the terminator people were in it which is fun um because x files is coming back i think this week we also did an episode over there where we tried to explain the first seven seasons of X-Files mythology, as we understand it, um, which was interesting. <laughs> the, the that was very, the, very wacky episode, Claire. It was a very wacky episode, basically because the mythology and how we understand it is that we don't understand it. So it was us going, I think there's a... Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what we've been up to this week. So, for next week, we will be covering the episode, a.k.a. I've Got the Blues. What do you guys think that is going to be? I know, it, I know what it Pur- is. Purple Man becomes Blue Man. <laughs> and he joins the Blue Man group. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's got to be about Simpsons pills, right? Uh, maybe. Got the blues. Maybe. Uh, All I've got left is blue pills. What will that do to him? Just make him mellow. He's gonna. Uh, he's not gonna fight Jessica. He's gonna wear her down with his tears. <laughs> Maybe Jessica's so upset about um, Hope's death that she becomes a blues singer in uh-huh. Luke's bar. Yeah. Well, we will find out next week where our guest will be, Chris. Uh, so, uh, Jonathan, are you able to take us out with a lovely Excelsior, please? Uh, sure, uh, Excelsior. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. See you next week, Jessica. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Come back next week, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0, Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!